and welcome to the Pragmatic Product Chat Series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I am Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, I am really excited because we are going to combine some of my favorite things. We are going to talk about products. Yay! We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about roadmaps. Stressful, but always good. And most importantly, we're going to talk about stories, the power of a really good story. As a a person who has been, used to get in trouble all the time as a kid, staying up all night reading, uh, who loves to tell stories to my kiddo, uh, I love stories and the power of stories and uh, every facet of, of our jobs, I think, is often overlooked. And there is no better person to help me talk about that, this than Matthew would get, founder and CEO of Go Narrative. Welcome, Matthew. Hello. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everybody listening today. Excellent. All right, Matthew. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of context so they know why I am so excited to talk about stories with you. Because as a failed engineer that moved into product marketing and who then recognized the power of storytelling, did that in some of the biggest corporations in the world and then moved out and started a boutique agency or consultancy, if you will, to do that very thing, that you're in good company. Uh, Anybody who's trying to figure out storytelling, don't worry. I've already been on that journey for you so I can help you get there a bit faster. Awesome. Okay. Um, So one of the things I think most of us think about storytelling and those of us who wear sort of a lot of hats in the product space, very much often, you know, you think stories go to market. That makes complete sense, right? Of course, I'm going to tell my my buyers a good story. Um, But one of the things I think that's really interesting that you talk about is bringing that story up to the product roadmap level. Exactly. You know, storytelling is not just storytelling. In fact, the saying storytelling itself, even with that word telling in it, really kind of sets people off in the wrong direction with what storytelling is really all about. Storytelling isn't just the artifacts we see in the movies we love and the books we love. Is it a part of those things? Absolutely. Can we learn something from those things? Yes, you can. But the problem is, is that when you just look down that road, you're not taking advantage of everything that story has to offer. And that's really about how our brains work, how we get along in society and how we communicate. And so once you start to understand some of the basics of storytelling and you look at something like your product roadmap, you can start to bring that tool of storytelling into how you approach the roadmap to just take you up another notch, you know, just like any skill, any experience you have, when you bring storytelling into your mix, it's another one of those tools that you can clip on your bat belt. And I want to talk both about how storytelling is important in what we put on, to help us decide what we put on our roadmap and then also how we communicate it. But first, I think it's important uh, that you touched upon is sort of the elements of a good story right? When you're talking story, what does the framework of that story look like so that we can apply that to our roadmap and people can see how it kind of works? Exactly. And that's where a lot of people actually start to come unstuck when they look at the artifacts of entertainment-based storytelling, because you've got things like Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, which is 10 12, even sometimes some of the models, it's a whopping 17 steps. And for a busy product 
marketer or a busy product manager, come on, you, you don't have time for that unless it's a hobby of yours. But in general, you just don't have time for that. And so a lot of people come unstuck at that point and feel that they can't access it. Now, we've all heard the sort of beginning, middle and end of a story, which is kind of okay to talk about, but it also doesn't really tell you a lot, right? And so thinking about how it begins is, is a good idea. Thinking about where it's coming from. Think about, for example, your customers or your, or your potential customers and what context, what life they're, they're living. And that's where stories begin, right? And then it goes somewhere and it navigates through some challenges. You find some surprises along the way. And ultimately there's a, a, a resolution which includes not just the conclusion of the story, the end of the story, but it's also what was learned during the story and what can be taken away from that story. And so when you think about it like that, you start to realize that as we apply this to thinking about what types of products we should develop, what types of features we should develop, how we should prioritize those features, if you're also using storytelling to understand your customers and to model those out, and by the way, if you've got a brand new product, don't worry, because fiction is perfectly valid. It's okay to sit down and think about what is my ideal customer and what, what are the problems they have that I'm trying to help with this product. And so, yes, beginning, middle, and end, you'll hear that a lot, but it's a little bit uh, meta or abstract. Thinking about where it begins, where it goes, and the surprises along the way helps. We've also developed at Go Narrative a super simple framework that we love that brings a little bit more richness to how you can think about story. And it's very, 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 very simple. I'm all about keeping things as simple as possible. And it's our 3D framework, desire, difficulty, denouement. Okay, Matthew, denouement, that doesn't sound very simple. You're right, it's, it's a bit complex. It's a fancy French word. We chose it for a couple of reasons, not least of which, because I'm talking about it being a complicated word, that's data that's gonna stick in your head and help you remember it. And it means, the untangling of the knot. So what does that mean for products, product roadmaps, right? Well, desire. What does your ideal customer want? Are they trying to solve a problem? Are they trying to get to somewhere better? And then, of course, if everything in life was easy, we wouldn't have any stories to tell and we'd all be wildly successful beyond our wildest dreams. But there's always things that stand in the way. That's the second D, difficulty. What are those difficulties? What are the challenges that your customers have trying to get to where they're going? Because guess what? That's where you're gonna come in and that's where you're gonna help. And that's where you're gonna help untangle that knot and identify what the outcomes, what the, the this promised land that you, you can take your customers to. So beginning, middle and end, okay, start there, but then think about at that beginning, how, how did it begin? What was the desires of your customer? Where's it going? What are the obstacles along the way? What are those surprises? And then how do you come in as a guide to help the hero of your customer through that experience? And when you do that and you put your features or your proposed features or your potential features against that, you can start to identify where the priorities are, because you're actually role modeling what this is going to look like when it's in the real world 
rather than just some kind of abstract feature that you're trying to convince everybody on your team that should be developed for the next iteration of your product. What I think is really interesting too about thinking of the idea of the narrative and your roadmap, right? So the narrative, we've got a story, we've got a character, a character is a persona for us in the product world. They've got a problem. We all know that's our focus. How are they going to solve it? How are we going to do it? So if you think of your, if your roadmap as the way that you're going to bring that character through the story, um, it also helps us do one of the things that is the hardest, both about writing and creating a good story and about creating a good roadmap, and that's editing, right? Does oh, yeah. that feature really help solve the problem? Does it, does it forward the story for our persona, right? Or is that something that could be edited? And I think that's a, one of the hardest things, uh, like I said, in both stories is to, to, to make it shorter, but also in the roadmap, it's easy for it to get sort of feature uh, full and on extra things. And so using that narrative as a way to edit and to focus on the, the biggest priorities, I think could be really powerful. Absolutely. In fact, I, I heard a statistic, oh gosh, I wish I could remember the exact statistic, but the Oscars for best picture and the Oscars for best editor have been almost completely aligned mm. over the past 30 years or so. In other words, you can't have a, a Oscar-winning motion picture if you don't have an Oscar-winning editor. The, the art is all in the edit. It really is. And knowing that through storyline, the core story that you're trying to get helps you see what is imperative to making that happen and what maybe was a really cool scene but doesn't move it forward and ends on the, on the cutting floor or the and feature floor in this case. Exactly. And I love the fact you're bringing up this idea of a narrative because so here's, here's a great example, sticking with some film parlance. And I use film and I use books as a shortcut to understanding about storytelling. And then I look to these simple techniques to help because I'm not expecting any product managers out there to go and learn how to write a science fiction novel overnight, right? That's not what, what we're talking about. But when you look at The Wizard of Oz, right? So just showed it to my kids not long ago, a couple months ago, read the first book. I didn't know, by the way, there's 16 Wizard of Oz books or Oz books, I should say, and set in the world of Oz. And they were, they were, they wrote, he wrote 16 of them because the kids wrote to him and wanted more stories. But in the, in the original Wizard of Oz, you have these characters, you've got Dorothy, the Tin Man, you've got the Lion and you've got the Scarecrow. And the whole movie is actually a narrative. It's the big story, it's the big picture. But each of the individual stories along the way move that big story, move that big picture, move that narrative forward. And the first time you watch any film or exposed to any story, and we'll get to how this impacts roadmaps, obviously, is you don't know what that big narrative is when you are just consuming it. And those little stories along the way take you on that journey. So you want to make sure as you're thinking about the ultimate end goals, the big picture, midterm, long-term milestones that you have as a strategy for your team, that you're thinking about what are the stories we need to tell along the way to get there. So Wizard of Oz, very beautiful example, because the, the stories each demonstrate a metaphor that is, is actually the learning is what you have or what you need is inside you already. Dorothy, right, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Turns out she was back in Kansas all along. The Tin Man who wanted a heart throughout the whole story, he's the one who exhibits compassion 
and love and care for his companions. The lion who wants courage from the wizard, he's the one who stands up and defends the travelers on their journey. And then the scarecrow who wants a brain, he's the one who's solving all the problems. And so it's the moral, the moral of the Wizard of Oz is what you have is inside of you. And then the metaphor for that is this yellow brick road, which is your journey through life, going to a destination to then realize that ultimately you have inside you what you need. And so as you're thinking about your product features, bringing lots of little stories in that represent that bigger narrative will help you do that editing. It will help you filter does this story align to our strategic narrative for our company or for our product? And if it doesn't, it should be cut. And if it's cut, you shouldn't develop those features or deprioritize them. So uh, editing, beautiful and narrative. I love the fact you brought that up as well. Oh, you just brought up something really interesting as well, though, right? That it's it's um, it's how the stories connect, right? I also did not know there were 16 wizard stories of Oz stories. Um but, but you talked about how this story for this particular part of the room that for this persona or character, does it fit with the overall corporate story? Another really interesting way of using stories uh, in order to prioritize. Exactly, exactly. In fact, uh, if you spend more than five minutes with me, you'll, you'll, you'll get exposed to my constant soapbox of the this idea of a strategic narrative, right? Which is, and in fact, I was, delighted to read Ben Horowitz's book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things recently, where he specifically states a company's story is its strategy. And we create strategic narratives. And those strategic narratives, when people come to us, they generally come to us because their marketing is in a bit of a mess or it needs refreshing and they want to get their message aligned. They want to have one story. What we end up sharing with them and the journey we take them on is if you create a strategic narrative, that doesn't just shape what you say in the world. It shapes what you do in the world. And if it shapes what you do in the world, it shapes what you make. And so it becomes a filter. And if you have somebody on the engineering team who's got an absolutely fantastic, brilliant, amazing idea for some fantastic technology, but it doesn't match to the strategic narrative, should you do it? I would say that the answer to that is no, you shouldn't. It's always hard to say no, but it's an important part. It's I honestly I think it's like you said, the best editor wins the Oscars. The best product managers who create the best products have learned the art of saying no and knowing what to say no to and why. It's one of the hardest skills. I was actually interviewing the CIO of a Formula One team today for a for a client project. And that that is ex one of the topics that came up. It's one of the hardest things to do is to say no to people, but being authentic. And having an authentic story is a tool that can help you do that. And, you know, stories will help you connect better across your team mm. rather than just listing off features and talking about capabilities. Stories will actually help the development teams connect together through that shared meaning that they can find through the stories. And actually what you'll find will happen is you can take people on a journey to understand how their idea as it stands, maybe doesn't support what you all are trying to do as a team. And maybe they can tune it, maybe they can change it, or maybe they then make the decision that it doesn't make sense. And so you can use stories to take everybody on that journey together. And, and I think it's a, a great way to 
to get, I, I don't love this term, but buy-in for your roadmap, right? Because if I, if I can tell you the story and you see it, then it makes sense why these things are on there and important for everyone from development to, to sales to those pieces and why maybe someone else, someone's favorite project or personal request didn't get on there because they can see that storyline. Can you share a little bit about how product managers not only just use the stories to decide what should be on the roadmap, but how to explain your, your roadmap, how to, to, to get buy-in and, and um, socialize it using stories? I, I am in the same boat as you. In fact, I had a manager at Microsoft back in the day when I was working at Microsoft as a, as a product marketer who actually said that to me. They, they said, don't try and get buy-in. Buy-in is a terrible word. You want people to commit to action, right? Just buy-in isn't enough. Uh, and so, but you need the concept of buy-in makes sense. And as you quite rightly say, the, there's a difference between showing and telling, right? And, and so, for example, just going to stick with a Microsoft example really quickly, Windows, two th Windows 8, there was a competitive initiative against Apple and the iPad, and Microsoft actually used stories to identify, not just in the marketing, because it eventually made its way into the marketing, and it was a father-daughter story, but it was actually used to create alignment and demonstrate what win the Windows team were trying to do with the tablet capabilities of Windows, and uh, use storytelling to create that scenario that proved within the story that what that family, that father and that daughter were trying to do with her school project was only possible was on the Windows 8 machine and it wasn't possible at the time on an iPad. So that would be a very specific example about how you can you can you can rally that and get buy-in because people were able to see it was clear to them, oh, that's the scenario. That's what we're trying to do. That's where we're trying to take our customers. And that's the beauty of storytelling is that as Jonathan Gottschall says, Rebecca, storytelling is an ancient virtual reality technology that specializes in simulating human problems. And so by simulating the problem in a story, you can get people to understand it and take things away from that story and get them aligned and moving in the same direction as you are. And to do that in a way that's natural and collaborative rather than being authoritarian and dominating. You know, I'm at 12 years now of experience telling stories and creating ones for my daughter, pretty much on demand. Uh, as someone who's like, ah, that sounds great, but I'm not really sure how I would get started, right? I am not a storyteller. I am a product manager. Some hints, tools, tips that we could give them to help. Absolutely. I'm going to go back to what I shared earlier, and that is the 3D framework. And you'll notice that you can talk about the 3D framework without using the word hero, without using the word hero the phrase hero's journey. There's nothing talking about rising and falling action, any of this kind of storytelling stuff. It starts with that desire. So what desire are you looking to serve? It is, and, and the example I like to give there is, is there a pain that your customer is trying to solve or an opportunity that they're trying to pursue? What is that desire? Maybe it's explicit want, maybe it's an implicit need. And that's what you'll discover when you use this tool, the 3D tool to dig into this. Whilst it's a very high level, three letters, 3D framework, nice and easy to remember. As you start to dig into desire, you'll look at how you'll focus on your customer's deep needs and wants, whether they're apparent or not. You'll start to understand their motivations 
through the character through the characters that, that that they are and then once you've figured that out look at the the roadblocks that are in the way of, of that person getting to that and we're not just talking about the roadblock of parting with the money to buy your wonderful product but there's a whole journey that they've got to go through what are the roadblocks what's the whole product right you can't have an app that's just for the i the iphone if you don't have an iphone so thinking through what's that whole big picture and in the difficulties along the way you know how do they navigate that to attain their desires to solve those problems and Sometimes that might just be a matter of not knowing where to turn, and then you can help them down that path. And then ultimately, how do you help them down that path? How do you untangle that knot? And the something that I've been saying for, for many, many years is if there's one thing you do less, it's please, please talk about your product less. Because if you talk, force yourself to think outside in from your customer's perspective, then when you look at how you untangle that knot, when you figure out the conclusion, the benefits, the outcomes, maybe there's even some facts and data in there, you'll be doing it from their perspective and you'll be putting yourself, quite frankly, in the place you deserve to be, which is a part of their solution. You're not delivering the solution. My razor blade is only one part of my face grooming solution, right? But you're going to be thinking from their perspective and think about how they untangle it. And when you do that and naturally include your product, you'll be able to create a story that is really representative of what they're trying to do. And I would encourage our listeners today, tonight at the dining room table or on the phone with a family member or a friend, tell them a story about your day today. Just tell them whatever it was, but use that framework. Use what was, what did you want? What were you trying to get? Maybe you're just trying to get from A to B. What was the difficulty? Maybe it was just somebody cutting you off on the freeway. And then how did you resolve that? You, you backed, you were, you doubled down on your careful driving and you backed off on the accelerator. It could be something that simple. So start practicing it. And then tomorrow when you get into the office or virtual office that we're all in nowadays, think about your roadmap, go get your roadmap or the last roadmap and find one feature on that roadmap and create a story around it. See if you can do that. And I guarantee you, if you just think 3D, desire, difficulty, denouement, the untangling of the knot, you will rapidly start to create these little story scenarios. And the more of those you create, you'll be able to then accrue those up to a narrative and you'll be able to start involving people in your team, creating stories together. And it all comes from there. And it all starts from a very, very simple place with no worries about the hero's journey or any of that kind of complicated stuff. It's simple. It's the 3D story framework. Love it. Love it. And one other connection I want to make with storytelling, I think, is the customer experience journey. I've seen such a rise in CX. We've seen such a rise in sort of the journey focus. Uh, and in, in a similar way that some people may be overwhelmed for story, storytellers, for some, it's it's very um, it's very approachable, right? We've all at least heard stories uh, and read them throughout our lives. Um, and I think sometimes customer experience and customer experience mapping can feel big and overwhelming and like a, a giant project that we don't have time to invest in. Uh, while I would absolutely encourage you to invest in it, I also think the stories are a way to start that path, to start even internally to shift from we delivered this feature for this person to we enabled this to happen. This is the story, the arc of this, uh, of the persona can now take because of what we did. And it starts to really flip the thinking from internally focused to externally focused, from bringing the outside in. And I think there's nothing more powerful uh, that we can bring to the table as product managers. 
Absolutely. And you know, the reason why that is, Rebecca, is that storytelling is a human instinct. We love stories. And you know what's going to be what's going to happen when when our listeners start to actually apply this is that they're going to discover that they are speaking a language that some of their colleagues understand. And those colleagues are the colleagues in marketing communications. If the engineering team, the product management team, the product marketing team are already creating stories that are proper stories, because the number of time I've seen stories is not a proper story, that um, we could, that's another conversation. As long as they're proper stories, that's a language, that's a human language that those teams are going to understand. And just like that example with Windows 8, you will actually find that you're able to influence what's happening downstream in the content and the marketing that's being built for those customer experiences. And that what better way to build collaboration within an organization than bringing together the, the product management, product marketing and mark on sides of the house where there's quite often a big chasm. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Matthew. None of our <laughs> customers ever talk about that. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, teacher. There's, there's right. a whole story. There's a whole story there. Is that, there's one of the reasons I got into this into the first place was trying to figure out how to bridge that, that divide at Microsoft. Yes. I mean, it's a big piece. I always talk about, we always, uh, even sales and marketing is another one where you think about the sort of Athens and Sparta traditionally, and, and just really trying to build those connections and something that everyone can rally around. Again, a good story where everyone has that sort of same true North uh, and place they're heading and they have a good understanding of what that might be. Exactly. And that, that helps, helps with clarity and purpose and feeling fulfilled because we know what we're doing and where we're going. Absolutely. We have talked about lots of different things today. Um, and I have two questions for you. I'm throwing everyone listening is like, oh, I know what one of them is. Yes. One is if you could get our listeners to do two things differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today, what would it be? Number one, use the 3D framework to go and practice some stories. And number two, think about the big story. Look for the big story in your company. Ask questions about the big story, that strategic narrative that I talked about. In doing so, you will also build connections with the rest of your organization and you will get important pieces of the puzzle for the stories that you're creating and you will build increased alignment within your organization and you will make sure that what you're doing accrues to the brand promise of your company and that will do nothing but have positive benefits for the internal relationship between product marketing and marketing communications. Excellent. Now, my other question, my bonus question, just for you. Uh, give our listeners some of the stories that had the biggest impact on you. Could be a book you read. It could be a story of an organization. What is one of those stories that you think that story had an impact? Oh, wow. Oh, this is, so you know what? So the funny thing is <clears throat> swimming in stories all the time um, <laughs> is one of those questions like, wow, which which story would I, would I pick? I've got a really, and there's a lot of them. I'll, I'll pick I'll pick one of them. I've got a friend who's a therapist and it turns out that therapists use storytelling <laughs> as a tool to communicate with their patients. And my friend who's a therapist, he told me this metaphor, wonderful metaphor, which is a form of storytelling about the fact that you don't have to grab every wave as a surfer. When you're out there paddling, mm -hmm. the surfers don't go after every wave. They wait for the right wave. And I loved that analogy. It, there's so much happening in the world. There's so many things flying around. My goodness, our plates are all so full. We've got filters, we've got priority lists. 
you don't have to grab every single wave, but make sure that you've got some tools to figure out what the right wave to catch is. And I know that storytelling is going to help with that. So you bring that into the mix. An excellent story, Matthew. All right, Matthew, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.